Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. We're going to deal with a concept this morning we're going to call Embrace the Fire. And I really believe that if, if you can get a hold of this, it'll clear up a whole lot of things that may be going on in your life right now, as well as help catapult you into the destiny that God has called you to. Now, grab your Bibles or, or you can look on the screen, but we're going to jump around just a little bit. We're going to start in 1 Peter chapter number 1. Chapter number 1. Amen. Y'all know I believe in crowd participation. Uh, so I need you to reach over and grab your neighbor and shake them real good and tell them, embrace the fire. Embrace the fire. Amen. And I need to give you several scriptural references for this concept because I'm afraid we as a church don't understand it. Amen. Uh, so uh, just, just go with me in the word. 1 Peter chapter number 1 and verse number 6. It says, and of course I'm starting right in the middle of the chapter, so we're starting off with the word, we're in. We're in you greatly rejoice, though now for a season. Somebody say, just a little while. Though now for a season, if it need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Are y'all getting a load of these scriptures? That word heaviness means stress and grief. And you may be saying, when, do, when is it necessary for me to have stress or grief? But he said, even though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. And I need you to understand that the word temptation there is not the desire to do evil. The word temptation here is putting your faith to proof by experiment or examination. So he said, you, you, uh, and I, I need you to understand that because God don't tempt any man. You're in heaviness through manifold temptations and here's the reason why. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. That it may be tried. Tried means to be tested. It means put to the test to determine its authenticity. So I want to ask you a question that may seem like a silly question, and it may not make sense, but it makes all the sense in the world. Do you really believe what you believe? Are you, are you following me? Do you really believe what you believe? You'll never know if you believe what you believe until it's put to the test. Let's share some more scriptures. Let's go to Isaiah 48.10. Isaiah chapter number 48, verse number 10. I don't know if anybody uses a Bible anymore. Anybody turning in a Bible? Oh, yeah, more than I thought. Great. I love it. I love my phone, but still I love my Bible. Isaiah 48, 10. He said, Behold, I have refined thee. <laughs> Somebody said, Praise the Lord. Behold, I have, God said, 
refine thee. And to be refined means to be purified. It actually means to be separated from extraneous matter. This is, this is really important. Let's, let's look at this definition before I read the rest of this. It means to be separated from extraneous matter. And of course, I had to look up extraneous. And it means something that is foreign, foreign or not belonging to a thing. When God gives you faith, it's perfect faith. And when you get saved, he gives you perfect faith. Amen. When he gives you his spirit, it is perfect in nature. It is perfect. It can't get no more perfect as far as the spirit. Amen. But the problem is there's foreign things that attach itself to our faith. Are you following me? There's foreign things. There's, there's things that don't belong to that thing. Can I get a witness? Anybody, anybody can relate to that? Amen. And so it's not that you don't have faith. It's just that foreign matter tries to attach to your faith. Doubt. Fear. Anxiety. We're just going to be real today. Amen. So one thing I want you to be encouraged that don't let the devil tell you you don't have faith. It's just there is a foreign matter trying to contaminate your faith. So God said, I'm a perfect refiner and I'm going to purge that foreign matter out so that you walk in perfect faith. Somebody shout embrace the fire. I have refined you, but not with silver. And I have chosen you in the what? Let me tell you what, God don't pick his warriors off the mountaintop of blessing and prosperity because nothing is real unless it's real in the fiery furnace. Oh, I wish somebody helped me a little bit today. Amen. Because it's easy to say I love you when you're loving me. Huh? Hmm. Verse number 11 explains why he has to put you and I through the furnace of affliction. Verse number 11. For, I'm sorry, I didn't give it to you. But so y'all just listen to me. He said, for my own sake, even for my own sake will I do it. He said, I'm going to put you through the fiery furnace, but it really ain't even about you. It's about me. It's about my character it's about my nature. Can I tell you, uh, body of Christ, God wants to use you to make him famous. He's not interested in you being famous. All right, let me try this out over here. Amen. He ain't, he ain't interested in your comfort. Huh? I got a quick amen right there. He ain't, he ain't, he, he's not, he's interested in making his name famous. So he said, I'm going to have to purge you. I'm going to have to purify you. I'm going to have to run you through the fire. Amen. He said, for my name's sake, will I do this? For he said, for how shall my name be polluted? He said, I ain't going to let you smear my name. I'm going to purge you so that you make me famous. And the second thing he said, I'm going to purge you because he said, I will not give my glory to another. Two reasons. One, he said, you represent me and I'm going to purge you until there's no foreign matter left in you. Oh, is anybody listening to me? There's no, no extraneous substance in you. There's nothing but the nature of God. 
And then you, 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 you will make me famous. And the second reason I'm going to do it is because I'm not sharing my glory with your stinking pride. Amen. So when I get through with you, you will declare, had it not been for the Lord, I can't walk without Jesus. I can't talk without. Is anybody in this place? Don't applaud me because they got healed because I can't heal anybody. But there is. Oh, somebody shout, embrace the fire. The only reason that a lot of us hadn't got what we've asked God for is because we don't have the character to carry the weight of the glory in which we have prayed. But God said, I am a refiner and I'm going to burn all that mess out of you that is an enemy to my nature. Oh, send the fire. Send the fire. Let's go just a little bit further. It's a process, remember, uh, out of Isaiah 48. It's a process that can only be accomplished by the fiery trials of opposition. Amen. There's no other way. There's no other way. Uh, let's see. Uh, one more place. 1 Corinthians. I need y'all to pray for me. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm shaking so bad I can't get my... For whatever reason. First Corinthians chapter number three, verse number 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. God, what a scripture. There ain't no other doctrine. There ain't no other way to heaven than through Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. He said, I've laid the foundation, which is Jesus Christ. And when you build on this, you build with either gold, silver, precious stones, or wood, hay, and stubble. I need you to understand that Gold, silver, and precious stones represent something that is eternal. Wood, hay, and stubble represent something that is temporary. Fire purifies gold, but it destroys. Mm. Yeah. It destroys wood, hay, and stubble. And sometimes you're building on the right foundation, but you can't really be sure of what kind of material you're using until the fire comes. Oh, no, because you're building the same edifice, which is, you go on reading this chapter, the body of Christ, the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And you can be building something that looks like the body of Christ, but you can't tell if you're using the right material until, oh, is anybody with me now? Until the fires come, and if it purifies what you were doing, you were in the right spirit. If it tears down what you were doing. Merry Christmas. 13. Every man's work shall be made manifest. It shall be shown for what sort it is. Every man's work of faith, are y'all following me? Shall be made apparent. It will be exposed. 
For the day shall declare it. What day? The season of trial and tribulation in your life. It shall declare it. It will make it plain or evident if it had eternal value or if it was all flesh. Here, catch this, y'all. I got different colors in my Bible. That's the reason I like a Bible on, on paper. I got it underlined. Mark this in your Bible. Because it shall be revealed by fire. Your work, your faith, what you're doing will be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Leave that up there. The fire shall try every man's work for what sort it is. Now I need you one more time, look at your neighbor and ask them, what sort of faith do you have? Because everybody in here has got it. Everybody in this building's got faith. You may have a negative faith, but you got faith. And we all have a measure of faith. Amen. But the chances are who you just asked that can't even tell you what sort of faith they have. They hadn't been through enough to be able to tell you yet what sort of faith that they have. Amen. So I was going to title this message... What sort of faith do you have? But my tech team said I need to shorten it to embrace the fire. So I'm winning this from up here. Last, uh, this is part two to a series or a message I preached on examine your faith two weeks ago. Last week, the hope message come forth, which was, was one of the most phenomenal words I've ever heard Josh preach. Amen. On examine yourself, and I don't know if you have it, Josh. 2 Corinthians 13 and 5 was our uh, a theme. Thank you, sir. It says, examine yourselves whether you even be in the faith. We're, we're destroying an old mindset in life, church, that you shouldn't question your salvation. A lot of you have been taught that and you have heard that, but this scripture says I should be holding my salvation up to the light of the word and make sure that it passed the test. Just because a preacher said it, amen, or even because he preached it, amen, I better compare it with the light of the word to make sure I am in the faith. Examine yourself. That word actually means scrutinize, amen. Scrutinize. In other words, I should be, amen, not just saying, well, it's going to be okay, I'm going to get in. I should be judging my faith according to the word of the Lord. Examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. And then he says, prove your own selves. For know you not your own selves how that Jesus is in you except you be a reprobate. I don't like that translation in the King James Version, amen, because it actually uh, uh, means counterfeit. He said, I need you to examine your faith because you might be a counterfeit. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Are y'all with me this morning? Amen. He said, you might be a counterfeit. And we dealt with that true faith will always manifest itself with its activity. Because faith without works is... Amen. So a belief system that don't alter your nature and character is really not a belief system at all. Or maybe you just don't believe what you believe. 
Because a lot of us think we believe what we believe until it is really proven. Last uh, two weeks ago, we did the examination. Today, we're going to go into the proving, amen, if we are really in the faith. Are you going to go with me this morning, amen? He said to prove it. Now, 1 Corinthians, I just read to you, says that the only way to determine what sort of faith that you really have is, 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 to, is, is through the fire. The only way that you can determine what sort of faith you have, amen, is for your faith to be tried in the fiery furnace of affliction. Paul said, the fire shall try every work of what sort it is. Amen. So it's easy to say, I love you. Somebody got to pray me through this one, okay? You got to pray me through this one. Because you see, the sinner loves. The sinner has a measure of joy. The sinner has a measure of peace. Are you following me? Amen. He, he, he has a measure of long-suffering to a certain degree. But you've been called into a kingdom to where the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Right? But the only difference is we've been called to exemplify those fruits on a whole new level. Amen? Because as long as you love it, uh, he said, you say you love. He said, uh, you're no better than the sinner because they love those who love them. He said, so I'm calling you to a love that still exists, that is still real. And that, oh, are y'all listening to me? That still manifests itself in giving, in kindness, and in mercy, even when the fiery trials or tribulation are hammered against that love, and I'm being hated on, I'm being abused. Is anybody in this place? I'm being misused. I'm being persecuted. I'm being talked about. I've been land blasted. Amen. Only that. Amen. That fiery furnace will determine if you have an eternal love of God or it's as temporary as the circumstance. Does, oh, does your love disappear when the fire of opposition comes? Is it wood? Is it hay? Or is it stubble? Amen. Because when it comes, it's the only thing that will determine Amen. Can I tell you, it's only after the fire that you can see what is real and genuine. Can I submit something to you as your pastor? God will set an entire church on fire. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the other fire I like to preach on, that you need a little fire in your bones, you know what I'm saying? Uh, no, I'm talking about the furnace of affliction. God will set an entire church on fire. Amen. And when the fire is over, that that was not genuine and eternal will disappear out of this church. Mm. Ooh, I felt the kickback on that one. 
Because it's easy to say, I love you, Tammy, as long as you're serving and as long as you're doing this and as long as you're doing that and as long as you're preaching what I want to hear and as long as you pat me where I need to be pat. Just somebody help me a little bit, amen. As long as you're going along with it. But the minute disagreement comes, wood and hay and stubble is consumed in the fire. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, somebody said, somebody said, you know what? I don't have any problem forgiving. Well, maybe the reason you don't have a problem forgiving is you've never been hurt bad enough. Huh? Amen. Because God will put you through the fire. Because remember, he's trying to produce a love that is a fruit of the Spirit. It's the love of God. And guess what? Jesus demonstrated his love to a bunch of heathens that was hanging him on the cross and said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. Are you listening to me? The fire will reveal whether it's wood, hay, stubble, or is it gold? Has it got eternal fire? Somebody say embrace the fire. Embrace the fire. And see, what you got to understand is God is trying to take life church to a dimension to possess a sort of faith that swallows up sickness, disease, mental sickness. Are you listening to me? Bondages and addictions. So really, what sort of faith do you have? Now, last, week, last time I preached, we examined it, and we do have faith. But sometimes we don't know what sort of faith it is until I get put in a pinch. Amen? How fleeting is your forgiveness? Oh, my God, this is going to get deep today. Huh? That, 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 that I'll forgive for this and I'll forgive for that. But what if the fire keeps burning? And God said, no, I'm trying to produce forgiveness that is my forgiveness. Amen. I'm even persuaded to believe, amen, that's the reason it's so important to be hooked to a body. Because if you're not hooked to a body, God can't use the fires of affliction to purge you of your extraneous material. Are you listening to me? Because in a body this size, somebody, Josh, is going to rub you the wrong way. Somebody Is anybody listening to me? Somebody's going to say something you don't like. Somebody's going to do something you don't like. I guarantee you I am because I ain't got no tact. I think after I speak. Some of you guys ought to wave at me and say, we will you, Pastor. Amen. Are you listening to me? Uh, are you listening? Amen. So it's really a fire that God is trying to burn out the extraneous material to produce a forgiveness in you that has eternal value. It looks just like Jesus's. Oh, is anybody listening to me? Somebody shout, embrace the fire. The fire ain't about you and it ain't even about who hurt you. God said, I'm doing this for my sake. I'm going to teach you how to forgive them when they slap you. I'm going to teach you how to forgive them when they cuss you. Amen. And if you can't get it right in a closed environment, you ain't ready for a world out there. Is anybody in this building? Mercy. Uh, is your mercy have eternal value or is it wood, hay, and stubble? How much fire does it take to burn up your mercy? Sorry, no good for nothing. They deserve what they get. They are not have no shoes. Look how they live. 
Oh, somebody help me. I'm preaching better. You shout, are you listening to me? Uh, we don't have a problem having mercy to everybody who jumps through our hoops. Amen. They believe what we believe. They act like we, God Almighty, they act like we want them to act. But what about that no good for nothing, sorry, molesting, perverted, Oh, somebody ought to help me preach, amen. You hear me that don't deserve to breathe the same air you're breathing, amen. How much does it take to burn up your mercy? Or does the fiery, burning, fiery furnace of affliction, amen, only purge your mercy and say, had it not been for the grace of God, where would I be? Is anybody listening to me? I was just as lost as they was. See, you don't know. You don't know how merciful you are. You don't know how merciful you are until you run across that person who don't deserve it. Oh, my God, this is good stuff. Amen. Ain't you glad that Jesus didn't pull out your resume when it comes time to die on the double side? Ain't you glad he said, before you put a nail in that hand, I need to see a resume if they're worthy for me to die for. But your Bible says, while you are still an idiot, God died. Hey, what kind of mercy? What are you building with? See, it looks like mercy until the fire comes. Oh, God. But let the fire sweep through your house. See what kind of mercy you really got. Oh, we know how to build it with our temporal stuff. God said, I got something to take care of that temporal stuff. It's called fire. <laughs> Are y'all with me? It's called fire. It's the only thing. It's the only thing. Because you see, you, you don't even know how much faith you got. You don't know. You don't know. You have no. That's why he said prove it. Prove it. And the only way to prove faith is with fire. Amen. Let me help you right now. You don't prove faith with your healing. Oh, my God. We're so after healings and signs and wonders and miracles. We're so after it because we know it's part of the kingdom. But let's get a balance here that you don't prove faith by your healing. You prove faith that when the, the sickness don't leave. You prove faith when the fiery furnace of affliction. Is Brother Larry with me today? <laughs> Amen. You don't prove faith when everything is done you want it done. You prove faith when you stand in the midst of your adversity and fire is consuming your health, your body, your finances, every area of your life. And you're standing there declaring, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. God, Scott, can I use you a little bit? I didn't get a big amen on that. But I'm telling you, uh, our elder, but I'm going to do it anyway. You can take care of me later. Our elder board is going through the fire right now. And it's trying relationships like we ain't never been tried before. We thought we had perfect unity. But God set our board on fire. And we found out what things started being revealed. But guess what, Kamal? We still stand it. 
and it's burning out superficial relationships. Oh God, I got so much to preach to you today. Amen. I don't know if you got any other boards in this church, any other groups in this church that have to work together, but corporately as a whole, amen, God is trying to build relationships that's not on a hello, how are you on a Sunday morning. He's going to put us through the fire, church, and we're going to have to love a double side. We're going to have to love when it ain't when it feels better to leave. We're going to have to love when it feels better to quit. Hey! And when he puts us through the fire, it'll produce a unity that we did not have before the fire broke out. But what I hate about it is it also, the wood, hay, and stubble disappears. I don't like for people to disappear. But God said, I'm, you asked me to create a body that when you speak, mountains tremble, demons bow, mental diseases are healed. But you can't do it on this level of this sort of faith that you have. Hey, back to exposing Scott. You ain't getting off today. Son, I'm telling you, you all got an elder board you better be proud of. We spend all hours, hours, hours talking together and praying together, not about us, but about you. And he confessed to us. He said, man, my faith is under attack. He's, he's had a lot of sickness. He can't even go back to work. And fire, fire. Is anybody listening to me? Fire. Don't even know if you're going to get to go back to work or whatever the case may be, amen, with a family and all the struggling of fire, kidney stones, in the emergency room twice in just a few weeks, amen. Fire burning fire while we're meeting in the back room saying we believe in signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen. He said, guys, I'm telling you, I'm struggling. I'm struggling right now. My whole faith is on fire. Amen. And then was that last Sunday morning? Did y'all notice when he got on that piano and he began to sing out of his spirit, I still believe, I still believe when he did the anointing of God come into this building. Why? Because it was real. See, to say I believe when the stone disappeared. It's easy to say I believe when the cancer diminished. It's easy. But he said, let me tell you what, I, I'm working on a whole new sort of faith. Oh my God, I feel y'all with me. Y'all are with me. Y'all are with me this morning. Am I making sense? Because you see, at salvation, we're placed... And the Bible uses metaphors and similes, and I'm so glad he does to help us to understand spiritual concepts. And it's always talking about planting or, or gardens or building because we can relate to this stuff. Thank you, sis. You're a sweetheart. And so it said, no other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. He said, now the foundation's set. You're the builder. Now build. We get to be co-laborers with God. Isn't that amazing? Build. See, the reason he's not afraid to tell us to build because the foundation determines the dimensions of the building. I don't get to set my own dimensions. They're set. All I got to do, uh, uh, Fluky, is build on the foundation. He said, but when you build, it's inevitable. Somebody's going to build with gold. And in the Bible, gold talks about deity. It's the Word. It's, it's God. It's, are, are you following me? It's precious metals. 
But he said, inevitably, some people's going to build with wood and hay and stubble. Every time you extend the arm of mercy, you're building. Every time you extend the uh, uh, attribute of uh, forgiveness, you're building. What are you building? He said you're building the body of Christ. You're building a habitation of the Holy Spirit, right? Every time you say a prayer, you're building. Every time you read your Bible, you're building. Is anybody listening to me? Every time you do anything for Christ, you're building. Amen. He said, but while you're building, I'm going to set that building on fire. I'm going to set it on fire just to make sure. Just to make sure that what you're building with has eternal value. Because you won't know if the mercy's real if I don't set it on fire. Oh God, am I making sense? You won't know if your love is genuine if I don't set that relationship on fire. God Almighty, if we could just get this right here, amen, we wouldn't be jumping from church to church. We wouldn't be running out. We wouldn't be giving up on brothers that's sitting on the other side of the, uh, the church, amen. Uh, you, know, uh, you know what, I, I, I love you, but I don't like you. Who come up with that? I love you and I don't like you. I may have to go to church with you, but I ain't got to shake your hand. I ain't got to make myself vulnerable again. Oh, my Jesus. What sort of forgiveness do you have? What? I can't trust that sort. Oh, my God. Because if that's the sort you have, I have to hide. Oh, my Jesus. I got to walk on eggshells. I can't be real with you. I can't build a real relationship. Because I know what sort of love you have. And you're only loving me when I'm lovable. I know y'all are going to find this is hard to believe. Amen. But sometimes your pastor's not lovable. Wow. Uh, see, I knew it. I knew it, Scott. I knew it, Scott. Are you listening to me? Amen. But I even believe God will make me absent-minded sometimes to put you in the fire. Oh, oh, if not, I'm going to blame it on Jesus. <laughs> Whether you accept it or not, are you listening to me? To say the wrong thing and do the wrong thing and make a mistake and do the wrong thing, amen. But unless I do, you never get in a position to where we can tell if your love is genuine or is it circumstantial. I do a lot of weddings. I remember when I stood for my wife and said for, for better or for worse for richer or for poor till death do his part now when I give them vows I'm sitting there thinking in my mind they all beautiful they got their honeymoon plan they got stars in their eyes and when I say do you promise they're saying yeah and I'm saying you ain't got a clue what you talking about can I get a witness from anybody? You don't know what you're talking about. I never seen my wife without makeup till we got married. You're so awesome. 
No, really, I'm serious. To me, I don't care if she wears it or not. She's beautiful anyway. Amen. <laughs> but you hear me? Every time I seen her, she was made up. <laughs> Bill's just shaking his head. <laughs> Pray me out of this thing, brother. Amen. She was made up. Everything was perfect. Everything was right. Is anybody listening to me? Amen. But after a while, it got real. <laughs> and fires would come. Fires would come that would test the relationship. It would test the love. It would test the love. Many of them are telling the truth. It would test the love. And it would test the love. And sometimes I'd get so angry I'd want to kill her. I'm just saying. And that was not a metaphor. <laughs> But it refined our fire. And it was in them times I didn't know it. But it was making the roots grow deeper. It was making the roots grow deeper. Is anybody listening to me? That's what fire will do if you understand that God is the refiner. That's what you got to understand. A lot of times we're blaming the devil and it's God standing there with his apron on and he's the refiner and he said, I'm purifying the, the God in you. I'm purging out all the extraneous material, amen, that is defaming my name and robbing me of my glory. So see, if you don't understand the fire, you'll bail out. You'll quit. You'll give up. You'll get somebody else. You'll go somewhere else. You'll do something else. When God said, no, I'm just trying to purge and purify something that's going to make me famous. And let me tell you what, we corporately, if you notice, our, even our numbers have diminished because we corporately are in the furnace of affliction right now. It's not just you as an individual. No, no, it's corporately. It's corporately. And what I want to get back to with Scott is he didn't deny the fact that doubt was trying to creep in, did he, guys? He said, I'm telling y'all, it's under attack. Everything I ever believed is... He didn't deny it. Amen. That don't mean you don't have faith. Somebody better get this right here. Amen. No, that's the fire revealing every other little thing that has attached itself to your faith. And your faith becomes stronger when you get in there and you start declaring, I believe. I know what the doctor said, but I believe. I know what the situation said, but I believe. I know we buried mom yesterday, but you know what? I believe. God said, now that's real. Now, now, he said the only thing that will declare your true faith is opposition. And we pray for God constantly take away opposition. He said, I don't even, many are called but fewer. I only choose you out of the furnace. I don't choose people on the easy road. Because I can't tell their character until they're in the furnace. Oh my God, are you listening to me? Until the fiery furnace of affliction. Amen. Oh, I'm, you elders are just sitting ducks. Y'all better watch what y'all say to me. Amen. Amen. Come on. He's new, you know, and we're dealing with things where we're butting heads. He said, Pastor, I said something the other day, and you just looked like it and made you a little bit mad. I said, it did. 
But you got to be okay with that. Oh my God, y'all ain't listening to me. I got to be okay with that. Not, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just go find me another elder board. Are you listening to me? I find, oh my God, somebody listen to me. No, when in reality, I can't give you all of our secrets, but it caused some stuff to boil up to the top and God was scooping the dross off top of the gold. Oh my God. Let me tell you, it, it will reveal inconsistencies in your life. But inconsistencies are not points of condemnation. They're opportunities of purification. Oh, the revelation of inconsistencies is not for condemnation. It's opportunity for. Oh my God, now I see. I, I don't believe like I thought I believed. I got doubt. Oh my God, is anybody just, I don't forgive like I thought I forgive because I'm still holding this against my, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm judging that poor sinner out there. I don't have the mercy I thought I had and God's sitting there saying, don't condemn yourself. Scrape the dross off the top of the gold. That's just junk that has contaminated your gold because you're gold. You may be ore right now. Got a lot of copper in you. Some of you tell me you got a lot of brass in you. God said, that's all right. I'm the refiner. And I know if you're in heaviness, if need be, for a season. He said, I just know right now. Josh, you got my first Peter 4. He said, wait, before you pull it up, listen to me. That scripture said, uh, wherein you greatly rejoice, though right now, if it's necessary, you're going through a grief in your life. He's such a perfect refiner, he knows when it's necessary. So some of you need to quit rebuking the devil and embrace the fire. Bring it up, God. Bring it up. I want to be purified. I want to have a sort of faith. They couldn't cast the devil out. Amen. And they asked Jesus why. He said, this kind only come from are you listening to me? There is a kind of faith that takes care of that kind of demon. Oh! We got 20 cent faith wanting a $200 miracle. Oh God, that was good. That was good. You still ore. It ain't that, it ain't that it ain't in you. Oh, ain't that good? God has given me all things that pertain unto life and God. It ain't, it ain't that it ain't in you. It just ain't been put through the fire enough to purify it, to raise the value of it. So this it's value meets the demands of the situation. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Josh preached a dynamic message last week in 30 minutes, and I was going to top it. But it ain't going to happen. L let me close out with this. I mean, it's going to take me 20 minutes to close out, but I need to get to this story. If we don't learn to embrace the fire, then the fire can't work its perfect work. Some of you believe in being faithful to church. But my question is, do you really believe what you believe? Because sometimes our actions are saying one thing and our belief system saying another. Your faithfulness will never be manifested till it's tried with opposition of other plans. Situations and circumstances. Oh, I'm faithful. 
Yeah, I'm faithful if all the circumstances are conducive to my faithfulness. But God can't see real faithfulness until all of this is saying, you don't have time. Oh, God, I got to get away from that. Huh? Yeah, he said, he said, if you're not careful, you'll deceive your own self. That you got more faith than you think you got. That's why we're examining it. And today, God's putting it to the fire. He said, now you've examined it, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove it. Because I need a faith that's going to make me famous. That's what God was saying. There's a faith in you that'll make me famous. And it makes me famous when everybody sees who you are and what you're going through, and all they can see is the faith of Jesus Christ. And then they stand back and say, wow. See, we got to destroy this. We're after healings because Jesus paid for them. But I'm telling you, we got to quit creating a gospel that says if you didn't get healed, you didn't have faith. Because there is a faith that stands in the midst of opposition and declares he is God in spite of my circumstances. And it's not a cop out not to believe for the miraculous. You following me? But there was three boys named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What's amazing, we know them by Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but their names were not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. One was Hananiah, one was Michelle, and one was Azariah. And every one of them had a godly meaning because they had a godly heritage. Stay with me just a few minutes. I'll shut down. Because they named them. One meant favorite of the Lord. One meant God has helped. Uh, and another one was basically look at me and see God. That's what their names meant. Well, they got invaded by the Babylonians. And they came into Jerusalem. And they took them captive. Took them out of their natural environment. Come on now, I'm going to help somebody. Took them out of their natural environment and changed their identity to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Three men of faith separated from the body of believers, taken into a foreign atmosphere. And then the world they was in tried to give them another identity. Are you following me? But them three boys who live by faith in Jerusalem is now living in an adverse uh, atmosphere. And every time somebody calls them by name, it's a lie. Every time somebody calls them Shadrach, it's a lie. I come to help somebody right now. Every now and then the enemy will try to pull you out of your natural habitat. Oh, my God. Anybody ever been there? He'll try to pull you out of a place where the presence is real. The voice is clear. Is anybody in this place? Amen. And I just feel like I'm so separated from the body of Christ. And then the devil will start telling you, you're a loser. You'll never make it. Is anybody listening to me? He'll start lying to you and telling you, amen, you're not who God says you are. You're who I say you are. And I say you're Shadrach. You're Meshach and you're Abednego. But your Bible says them three boys stood by faith. Said you can. I believe every time they walk by and someone called him Shadrach, on everybody said, liar. Liar. 
I'm not a loser. I'm a winner. I'm not going out. I'm coming in. I'm not going down. I'm coming up. Huh? You listen to me? Separated from the body. Amen. Uh, not, not, not feeling anything. Not hearing anything. You know, some people say God never quit speaking and that you always hear in the voice of God. Well, let me tell you from 34 years of experience, there's a lot of seasons I've been through where I couldn't hear God. I couldn't see God. Is anybody in this place? Amen. Struggle to get a word. Struggle to get a word out of that Bible. Come on. Is anybody out there? Amen. <laughs> Struggle to find out what he's saying. Job said, I looked in front of me, couldn't find him. I looked behind me, I couldn't find him. I looked to the left, I couldn't hear him. I looked to the right, I couldn't hear him. He said, but when he has tried me, I shall come forth as pure gold. We go through them seasons. But in those seasons, when God's not speaking, the devil starts trying to give you another identity. Huh? Am I helping anybody out there? He'll start telling you this. They stood by faith. They stood by faith. They stood. And, and see, they knew in that kingdom, all the meat offered there was offered to false gods. So they come to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I don't know how much of this I should share, but they put the captain of the eunuchs over these three boys. Do y'all know what a eunuch is? I can tell some of you don't. A eunuch <laughs> is a man who has been changed. Castrated. That's all I know to say. And it showed me right there, they put a dictator over them that was threatening their fruitfulness. Are you following me? He was threatening uh, their generational blessing. And this ruler was over them and said, you know what? We're going to train you guys and y'all going to be the servants of the king. We're going to bring the finest of the meats in here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel said, uh-uh. We ain't eating your meat. We don't eat meat. That's where this Daniel fast is coming from. We're going to talk about We ain't eating your meat or part of where it comes from. Just feed us vegetables and give us water because we ain't drinking his wine and we ain't eating the meat. In other words, we're not compromising. Catch this. I'm in a foreign land. I'm out of my environment. I ain't got all the encouragement around me. And you've told me I'm somebody else, but I'm going to stand by my faith. Is anybody listening to me? No matter what all these voices are saying, I'm standing by faith and trusting in my God. So that, unit, that, that captain said, look, if, if, if I don't feed y'all like I'm feeding all the other young men and you come before the king in 10 days or 21 days and you're all dried up on the bone, he's going to kill me. He said, no, wait a minute, let me tell you something. Let's, let's try it for 10 days. Try it for 10 days. We will not compromise our integrity. Try it for 10 days and feed us nothing but vegetables and water for 10 days and see if we don't look better than those who wouldn't, who compromised. 10 days later, the Bible says God gave them so much wisdom. They were so much smarter than everybody else. Fasting is powerful. They were so much, they had so much more revelation than everybody else. Amen. And so time went on. So they stood by faith.
Their faith was examined and it passed the test. Until one day the king built an idol and said, everybody's going to fall down and worship this idol. We're going to play the music and when the music stops, it was a great big idol of Nebuchadnezzar the king. When it stops, everybody's going to fall down and worship. They played the music and it stopped and millions of a kingdom fell on their faces before a king. But three young boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were standing there. The king had done come to like them. So he called them in his office. Look, guys, when the king makes a decree, everybody bows or they die. But I like you boys, so I'm going to give you one more shot. I'm going to play the music again. And we're going to act like this didn't happen. But when the music stops, you got to bow. Shadrach looked at the king and said, Sir, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. In other words, we don't have to vote on it. We don't have to pray about it. We, we, we don't need no time. Because we're telling you right now before the band starts, we don't bow. Isn't it amazing how the devil will come into your life with a music of compromise? And he'll play just the right tune. Oh my God. To get you to compromise the faith you said you had. But sometimes you don't know what kind of faith you got till the music starts. Is anybody listening to me? He said, we, we, we don't have to think about this. We, we believe what we believe. The music stopped. Everybody bowed but them, and the king was so mad. He said, you heat up that fiery furnace seven times hotter than it is right now, and I want these boys thrown into the fire, and I want them to be made an example of this entire kingdom, what disobedience will bring. Bible said the king's uh, word was so urgent and they built the fire so hot that they bound them up. And the men that threw them in the fire because the fire was so hot it killed them. The heat disintegrated them. And they threw them three boys in the fire. And before the king could enjoy his victory, he looked in the fire. He said, how many did we throw in there? We threw three, king. He said, well, I see four. Not only do I see four, I see four loose and walking around. And that fourth one looks like Jesus. Now, I don't know how he knew what Jesus looked like, but he said that fourth one looks a whole lot like the Son of God. Are, are you listening to me? Isn't it amazing? That fire was hot. That fire was burning. Nobody seen the Christ in the fire. But because them boys believed what they believed. It was only in the fire could the sick king see the glory. Oh my God. You better catch this. It ain't no glory for us to show mercy where mercy is due. It ain't no glory to show forgiveness where it's due. 
It ain't no glory to love where love is due. The glory of the nature of Christ is only revealed in the fiery furnace of opposition. It was in the fire that they made God famous. Got it? It was only through the fire. They, 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 their faith was examined with the food. But can I tell you, if you didn't pass the food test, you'll never... I ain't talking about fasting right now. But if you didn't pass that sensual, carnal temptation, you'll never bring God glory in the fire. It's progressive. It's progressive of just being able to stand a little temptation. Some of you can't keep your mouth shut. Emphasis on the shut. When somebody rubs you the wrong way, and think you can use that same mouth to command demons to come out? Is this Merry Christmas? When all the time it was God said, I'm just refining you. I'm giving you little opportunities. Amen. Little opportunities to overcome. To overcome. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials and tribulations. Amen. Knowing this. That they produce patience in your life. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be complete. You know what complete means? Whole. It means holy. That means free from extraneous material. I come to the conclusion, you know, some of the smallest gems are worth more than the largest of things. That must be what Jesus was talking about when he said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, in other words, it's not the size of a thing, it's the purity of it. Isn't that good? It's real. I mean, I can quote the whole Bible, but what I got's real. And I believe what I believe. Is anybody with me? I'm going to quit by 1230. It's a miracle. And this is what I love. Christmas miracle. And this is what I love. The king said... Shadrach, Meshach, and I, and I love to preach, but it's not really important that they went in bound, but the fire delivered them of what hindered them. It is relevant. Amen. It did hinder them of the only thing Babylon put on them. It'll deliver us of the things that binds us from walking in the fullness of what God has for us. But it's only in the fire that Christ is glorified. And the king said, and what's amazing is, when the ropes burn off, they weren't scratching their way out. Come on, come on. They got up and straightened up. When you know he's in the fire with you, the fire is always acceptable. If I can just get you to understand that, you'll quit freaking out. Oh God, get me out, get me out, get me out. Amen. Embrace it because God is showing His glory in your tribulation. God, Larry and Renee is perfect examples. You should have heard that man preaching to every nurse, every doctor of the glory of our God with a faith that could not be shaken. But I close with this. And he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, sons of the Most High God, come on out. 
They wasn't coming out until they were re-identified of who they really were. And God became so famous that the king said, if anybody says anything against their God, I'm going to cut you in pieces. Listen to me, Life Church. Embrace the fire. Embrace the fire because it's in the fire that you're going to make God famous. Sister Beth, if you don't ever go through anything, you ain't got nothing to say. Am I right about it? What are you going to say? If he ain't never kept you through anything, what you got to say? If he ain't never delivered you out of anything, what have we got to say? Stand with me all over the building. Did I help anybody in this place this morning? Embrace the fire. Embrace the fire. I got one more nugget I want to throw out and we're not going to do no big altar call today. Us elders talk about a lot of this stuff in different forms. And but sometimes when you really start praying, when you really start pushing, have you ever noticed the fire gets hotter? And it's a mystery to most people. And the only reason the fire got hotter is because he's answering your prayer. Because it's not that you don't have faith in glory. It's just contaminated with some extraneous material. So the fire purges it out. Are you following me? It purges it out. So if you understand this concept, that it's a compliment. Here's the reason why. John chapter number 15 says, If any branch in me beareth not fruit, I take it away. But if it bears fruit, I purge it so it can bring forth more fruit. Some of you have just gotten to the place of fruitfulness that warrants purging. It's, it's not that you did the wrong thing. It's that you finally come to a state of maturity and hunger and desire that He could start purging you because He sees there's more potential in the plant. I need somebody to receive that. That may not mean nothing to everybody. You didn't understand and you backed off. When God said, no, 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 you finally got to the position to where I could make a little cleansing, a little purging, a little purifying, because you got potential to bring forth so much more than what you're bringing forth right now. So we're going to go into the new year learning how to embrace the fire. I hope you took these scriptures down because they never get taught on or preached about. And the scripture, did we ever go to three, think it not strange? That was 1 Peter 4. He said, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials as though some strange thing happened to you. Amen? I need you to reach over and grab your neighbor and tell them it's normal. Don't be confused. Don't get bewildered. It's normal. It's normal. It's the normal process of God refining us. 
Nathan, your testimony of the whole back thing that he shared with us. Sometimes God has to lay us flat on our back to get us resurrected again. It's, don't, don't think it's strange no more of these fiery trials because it's normal for a growing Christian. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.